Okay, I want to know if you've ever done this. You swipe in through the apps and you find a cute match and you start looking through their pics and thinking, OMG, they've been to Europe? I love Europe. Maybe we'll be able to travel the world together. Oh, and they have a dog. Oh, a dog would be so cute in our home. Oh, no way. They're a writer. We could write a book together and be a total power couple. But then you start dating and it's like, they're not like the idea you formed of them at all. Maybe the superficial things about them, their job, their status, their friends, take up more space in your brain than what they've said or done with you. Maybe you just like the idea of not being alone. Whatever it is, you're still much more into that idea, that well-traveled, dog-loving poet, than the actual, real person in front of you. It can be a trap we fall into pretty easily, especially in the early stages of getting to know someone. But it can be a problem when you're met with reality and then, bam, you realize that special someone isn't meeting your made-up expectations. Nat Tenchich here, and in this episode, we're talking about how to work out whether you love them or the idea of them. Plus, you'll hear from someone who's been on the receiving end and how it can be super damaging if you're made to change to match your partner's ideal. So, going back to the apps, look, it is pretty natural to let your imagination run wild when you're swiping through potentials. It's fun! Hookup listener Claire told me she likes to research her dates ahead of time. But all that does is send her imagination into overdrive. So I was talking to this one guy over Tinder um, and it was going really well. Like conversation was amazing. Um, and we we're going to go meet up for coffee. And I just wanted to do like a quick little reality check, make sure he wasn't like a, a 50 year old man, um, just a bit of security. Um, and then I kind of just went down a rabbit hole of just looking through social media. We both got the same kind of interests. And like at first, like it, it sounds great. Like, yeah, we've got all these things in common. But then it kind of fell into, yeah, like a rabbit hole of being like, oh my God, our life could be so great together. And I, I, it was kind of a bit toxic being like, you're looking so far into the future and you haven't even like met up with the guy yet. And I think I would, and like it happened a few other times as well, like where I'd, just fall in love with the idea of what life could be like um but like we hadn't even met up for coffee whatnot I mean like how did it work out for you like did you meet any of these people I did a few times yeah and I was actually fine but I think it kind of got me a little bit invested too early right um I really like this guy you're like like calm down like you haven't even been on that many dates or whatnot you don't actually know this person that well get out of your little idealistic fantasy did they end up meeting your expectations? Yeah, no. And I think maybe because they were put so high um, or because I had such prospects about the idealistic life about them. So no more often than not wouldn't meet the expectations. Do you think if you had gone in not so hyped up on fantasy that you could have made something with these people? Like, what do you think about that as an idea? Oh, for sure, 100%. I I met a guy the other day when I went away for a holiday. It was a totally different state, different city. And, like, we got on, like, a house on fire and, like, I didn't know his last name and so I didn't know or didn't wasn't able to go do a little cheeky Facebook stalk or whatnot. So instead I actually learned about him as a person and what he put on the table rather than what I could dig up. What's happened with that guy? Um, so we're still talking, surprisingly, Ooh. after, like, a month. Great. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. 
like I want to see where this will go if it does end up down this pathway that I've imagined that I've idealized I, I wonder if it will reach that um, and more often than not it's a big old no. <laughs> I'm glad Claire is kicking the habit because it can be a big letdown when your date isn't really who you've imagined they'd be but if it's such a letdown why do we do this to ourselves? Dr. Jerry Karansis is an associate professor of psychology at Deakin University. He studies human relationships and he says it's something we all do. The reality is, is that we all tend to hold particular ideals about what we want in someone. For some of us, those ideals that we set seem very reachable. For some of us, we tend to set the bar so high that sometimes things are out of reach. And as a function of that, I think when we get into relationships where we think people have particular qualities that we're looking for, but they may not quite be at the level that we expect, that we live in the hope and we massage the relationship and we massage the partner in terms of how they should behave and how they shouldn't in the hopes it will meet our needs. And what we do know is that people that have, you know, relationship insecurities, that usually have a long run up. They are insecurities that may have started from the way that we were interacting with our parents when we were young and the way we felt we were made to feel validated and loved, how we felt heard or unheard in past romantic relationships, even with friends. These things can carry themselves over to affect the kind of lens through which we look at our relationships through. Some people, you know, have other personality characteristics that can play a role as well. They have particular dark traits where they kind of privilege their own selves over the well-being of others, that they they don't really look at the person for who they are. But what they really focus on is their own self-worries, their own anxieties, their own needs. And so it, it can feel sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone like that, that it's really only a relationship for one rather than a relationship for two. Kate in Melbourne called in and says she feels that big time. I think I just have a very active imagination and so when I meet somebody I see these little glimpses of something that, you know, is very attractive to me or something that I'm looking for in a partner. And then so before, before I've even gone to know them, I start to fill in the gaps of, you know, where I'm not getting that information or those signs from them. I'll fill in the gaps to create this person that is seemingly perfect and then yeah it just kind of I'll disappoint myself when it doesn't turn out exactly that way oh I mean it's perfectly normal to have a bit of a list of things we want in our partner but when you start trying to put that person in a box that you know they won't fit in or hang around hoping they'll become more like what you want well psychologist Dr Marnie Lishman says it's going to hurt you both in the long run Sometimes people don't do it on purpose at all. It's quite an unconscious thing when we manipulate. And I think when we first start going out with someone, most of the time it is with good intention, isn't it? I mean, we have some dark people out there that, that would might think differently. But I think on the most part, we, we're really excited in those first few months of a relationship. And we all put that best facade on, don't we? We, we present our best self after a few months after that. We settle into who we are and maybe let the guard down a little bit. And I think in those moments, yeah, there's almost an evaluation, like an unconscious evaluation that takes place where we go, is this person right for, for me or not? And I think in those moments, we were kind of true to ourselves. If it wasn't the right person, we, we, we need to let them go. 
then for some other people, I think they unconsciously manipulate and hang on to the relationship for whatever reason. It might be, it depends what your blueprint that you're operating in from childhood is and, and what your experiences are. But I think sometimes people hang on to those relationships because they want to be with anyone and they hope over time that they can um, get this person to be that ideal, you know, whoever's on the, the, the perfect partner checklist they've got going. And that's where you've got to be careful because it's quite offensive, I guess, in the long run to try and mould or shape someone into something that is not them anymore. Jerry says it's worth stopping this behaviour before it gets the better of us. If there is a large discrepancy, a mismatch between what you're looking for in a partner and how your partner is actually behaving, that mismatch is likely to cause dissatisfaction in a relationship. In fact, there are many studies that show that. The bigger the gap, the greater the dissatisfaction. That dissatisfaction causes tension. It causes all kinds of negative emotions in us, and and we are motivated to try and reduce those negative emotions, as well as to try and reduce that gap. Like when we first start off in relationships, we tend to have the rose-colored glasses on. And so when we're viewing our relationships through those lenses, they can be somewhat biased. And because of that bias, uh, we can sometimes perceive our partner to be more than what they are. Sometimes we can do the opposite. We we can actually have a terrific partner with great qualities, but because we set the standards so high, all we ever see is their failings. And so in that respect, we, we are chronically dissatisfied. So how do you cut it out? I'll let you know in a moment, but I want you to hear from someone who's been on the receiving end of that projecting and moulding. Maddie got in touch because she noticed for years that people were pinning their expectations and false ideas on her. And she's so over it. Over the past few years, through different relationships, I've felt this come up multiple times Um, and I feel like it can happen with relationships that start off really well like when things are going really well and you just think that this person is the bee's knees I found that I was attracting people who became attached really quickly and one of my, my more recent relationships it was like this light bulb moment where I was like wow this keeps happening and I I don't know how to stop it or you know how to flag it with these people but yeah it's just a huge red flag for me now when they talk about things that I just know are clearly not me they were saying things like you're so patient you're so perfect you know we're so similar we connect on all these levels and I was just like wow I just don't feel the same way and I I think I reflect on myself a lot so when people say you know you're so patient or perfect I'm like oh wow you actually don't know who I am at all really. Do you think you're an easy person to get to know? I think so and when I've spoken to friends about it they say like or have said that it's because I'm easy to get along with and quite an open person. Particularly men can can be drawn to people who give them emotional labour and I'm so happy to do that for people and that's definitely a, a recurring thing that I've found is that, you know, I, I attract people who need support or just someone to love, I think. That sounds really interesting because it's like there's this, um, I guess, like conflict there where it's like you're so open, so you should be really easy to get to know and understand as a person. 
But on the flip side, it means that these guys are like finding it really easy to project the kind of person they want onto you. Absolutely. That's exactly my feeling. Being an an outgoing person who's keen to get to know people, that actually doesn't mean that I'm sharing my complete self with you as well. So I'm happy to, you know, learn so much about other people, but I am very sheltered with what I share about myself as well. So how does it feel when they get it so wrong about you? Like, does it make you feel like you should be Uh, indicating yourself a bit more or does it make you feel like they're just loving this this idea I think before I'd had this big realization of what it actually tells me about this person um it was pretty jarring like oh am I coming across the right way like am I being true to myself am I being honest with this person but now I think it's more a red flag for me if someone's kind of showing this really this love really quickly it definitely has made me question myself in the past but now I feel much more secure and more open to sharing myself with people who I I can connect with. Have you ever done this to someone you've been dating? Oh I'm positive I have I think it's a really easy thing to do is fall in love with the idea of someone or just think they're like so cool and you know you let your mind wander I think we're all probably guilty of something like that to a certain extent but the level that I've experienced now I'm super aware of keeping my thoughts and like kind of fantasies in check because you really want to know someone and love them for them not falling in love with someone just to fulfill your own insecurities or you know, certain emptiness inside you as well. Yeah, it's not nice, hey. At first it might seem kind of harmless, but when it happens again and again, you might start to second-guess yourself like Maddie did. Now, if any of this is sounding familiar to you, or maybe it's been happening to you and you didn't even realise, how do you spot whether someone is falling in love with the idea of you rather than just the real you? Marnie says you should keep an eye out for these red flags. They might be encouraging you to be more of what they'd like you to become. really doesn't feel very nice at all when someone is saying, oh, you know, this is going to be exciting when you can, you can do this in the future or you can be like that or maybe try this or things like, you know, when you can't feel like you're, you can be your really, your true self. You know, those moments where a partner might say something to you and you go, oh, you really don't know who I am. That's a sure sign. Um, I think sometimes um, our partners might feel that our needs and that don't matter as much as theirs. So sometimes they might be quite flippant. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling before. It's, it's, it's more about them than you and what you're like psychologically in the moment. Yeah, and even those signs where uh, they're pushing for the relationship to move really, really quickly as though they're in a hurry for it to get somewhere. It's almost rushed. So with all this being said, for your own happiness and the happiness of the people you date, it's probably a healthy idea to stop idealising and trying to change people. But how? Here's Marnie. It's just honest and open communication and almost um, just letting people know how, how you feel along the way so that the other person has a chance to respond before you you fill in the gaps, if you get what I mean. Because um, I think, yeah, sometimes we're in a rush or almost in a panic to 
to lose any sort of relationship. So we fill it with what the potential is. But then what you'll find is then sometimes the other person will bite back, which is rightly so, if, if they feel that you're trying to change them. So I think, yeah, it's not about being too disappointed. It's just ha- having the confidence to go, yeah, this person's not the right person for me. And, you know, just in a, in a calm way, ending the relationship if it's not the right one rather than seeking to change all the time. Every person we meet is a mirror up to ourselves. Sometimes we're looking for things in people that we might, I guess, in some ways be not showing ourselves. So you might say, oh, that person's like um, really um, rebellious and that's really attractive and I want that in a partner. But maybe that's a trait inside of you that you're not showing enough. Once you start kind of owning all your light and dark traits that you have, and if you start shining all those traits, what you'll find is that eventually you'll be able to meet meet a person who, you know, whether they have those traits or not, you can just see them as a total separate individual to you and you'll still have a, a better independent you know two independent people in a relationship which we know is the most healthy so i've said it once i'll say it again you can't try and change your partner the only person you can change is you loving yourself for who you are and who your partner really is is going to be the key to a real good thing so throw away the fantasy because reality can be so much better And as always, if you have a question, love or sex dilemma, hit us up on Instagram at triple J the hookup or email the hookup at abc.net.au. Remember, no topics off limits. Catch you next time.